Welcome to the Spiritual Outliers podcast, where we explore the uncharted territories of spirituality and self-discovery. In a world where conformity seems to be the norm, we aim to shine a light on the unique and diverse experiences of those who have found their own path to healing and self-awareness. Join me as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, share stories of personal growth, and interview spiritual outliers who have forged their own way to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your journey, this podcast is for earthbound misfits who are curious about the limitless possibilities of the human spirit. Greetings, spiritual outliers. I am your host, Heather, and I hope this moment finds you immersed in tranquility, perhaps savoring a cup of soothing tea or indulging in a revitalizing iced coffee. Maybe you're even relishing a delectable high-carb treat, allowing me to experience some vicarious pleasure as we commune in this space today. I'm going to deconstruct and talk shit about how the word toxic is toxic. At the pinnacle of my list of cringe-inducing phrases alongside trust your gut, which might be the subject of a future episode, is the commonality with which people hastily label others as toxic in this age of cancel culture. Today, we embark on a journey to explore this very notion together. Before delving into the heart of this episode, I extend my heartfelt appreciation to my fiance, Carlos, who's reading a quote from Dominic Valley's book, Zinfandel, The Mystic's Path of Self-Knowledge, served as a significant inspiration for this discussion. The quote reads as follows. It is therefore not surprising to see appear terms like toxic people, a horrible label bestowed often heedlessly by people who have not yet fully developed the ability to take responsibility for their gestures and emotions, nor any true notion of empathy. Now let's connect the concept of the label toxic with the phenomenon of cancel culture. So cancel culture refers to the contemporary practice of publicly shaming, ostracizing, or boycotting individuals or groups whose actions or viewpoints are deemed offensive or problematic. And unless you've been living under a rock, which I would highly applaud you if you have, you probably know what culture is, but cancel culture is. It often entails holding people accountable for past mistakes, controversial statements, or objectionable conduct. The aim of cancel culture is to condemn and silence those who appear to violate social norms or values. In our quest for justice in a more enlightened society, the term toxic has evolved into a catch-all phrase, encapsulating anything or anyone we perceive as harmful, negative, or simply unlikable. It is astounding how this single word has amassed such tremendous power to label and ultimately erase individuals or even ideas. To me, toxic is yet another excessively recycled buzzword in our collective consciousness, kind of similar to twin flame and narcissist. I can't tell you how hard I cringe when I hear these words, and I totally admit it. I have my issues with labels. Um, It must be like an Aquarius thing. I have a lot of Aquarius energy. So I realize that we need labels and definitions to understand and communicate with one another, but sometimes the label exceeds its usefulness. Recently, I came across a quote on Pinterest that read, 
using the word toxic is toxic, which elicited both laughter and a sigh of relief, for it acknowledged how this phrase often fails to serve us when our goal is to move beyond passing judgment and embrace a more compassionate perspective. Reducing individuals to a singular negative label dismisses their unique individuality and potential for growth. By endeavoring to understand the underlying fears, traumas, and conditioning that engender certain behaviors, we open to the opportunity for healing and personal development. The time has come to replace cancel culture with an approach that is more empathetic and understanding. Admittedly, there may be instances where labeling someone or something as toxic is a valid way to acknowledge and address harmful behavior or situations. However, we must exercise mindfulness in our usage of this term and consider if there are more constructive means to communicate our concerns. This brings to mind the concept that hurt people hurt people. In essence, we are not always privy to the deepest wounds that trigger undesirable external behaviors in others. Nevertheless, these wounds should not diminish their inherent worthiness of love and belonging. Does this mean we must tolerate harmful or abusive behaviors? Absolutely not. Nevertheless, endeavoring to understand the root causes of someone's actions rather than outright shaming them can provide fresh perspectives and deeper comprehension. By discussing specific behaviors or issues without resorting to sweeping judgments, we can foster a healthier and more respectful environment for all parties involved. Ultimately, it is crucial to strive for positive and constructive language that promotes growth, learning, and improved relationships. Abandoning the inclination to demonize another's actions in stark binary, binary terms, for the truth is that as we journey through life, we also encounter the full spectrum of human behavior. Our perception of such behavior remains unique unto each of us, but how we experience one person does not mean that it's everyone's experience with that individual as well. And because whether we are willing to admit it or not, each of us may exhibit what some might deem as red flags or toxic behaviors, yet does this automatically brand us as a toxic person? In the spirit of transparency and self-reflection, I have to acknowledge my own red flag behavior. I tend to throw things when consumed by anger. Allow me to clarify that I do not direct these actions towards others, but instead release my anger by throwing objects to the ground or slamming books and papers and sometimes I'll scream into a pillow. But as previously mentioned in episode 12, I am largely uncomfortable with anger and it is definitely an aspect of myself that requires introspection and growth. While it may be deemed unhealthy by external standards, particularly from my perspective of self-awareness, this expression of anger falls short of being constructive. It could potentially lead to the dissolution of a relationship, even if the majority of said relationship is characterized by, by healthy love and support. Assuming full responsibility for my own red flags, I came to the realization that 
I learned this behavior from my own mother. In her attempt to process anger, she too would resort to throwing objects or slamming doors. And the fact that I learned it from her does not absolve me of responsibility because it is entirely up to me to recognize my shortcomings and work on rectifying them, especially if my behavior negatively impacts those I care about. And here are some other reasons why the excessive use of the word toxic can prove toxic itself. When we label someone as toxic, we tend to create emotional and psychological distance. Empathy and understanding take a back seat, replaced by judgment and condemnation. This attitude perpetuates a cycle of negativity, preventing us from finding common ground and addressing the root cause of the issues. Overusing the term toxic can also exacerbate societal polarization, a truly undesirable outcome if we seek growth and love and understanding as a collective. It partitions people into rigid categories of good and bad, fostering an us versus them mentality. And such divisions foster animosity and hostility, impeding collaboration and understanding among various groups. And as a side note, if you're a huge astrology nerd, this is pretty much a shadow side of the age of Aquarius. Labeling someone as toxic can shut the door on productive communication, erecting a defensive barrier that obstructs dialogue and resolution. Engaging in constructive conversations, even with those we disagree with, can lead to mutual understanding and potential growth for all parties involved. In other words, um, we can agree to disagree. We don't all have to have the same perspective. So being branded as toxic can have severe consequences for an individual's mental health, leading to feelings of worthlessness, isolation, and depression. The emotional burden of such a label can profoundly affect an individual's self-esteem and overall well-being. How would we feel if we knew that someone we cared about, whether they were currently active in our lives or not, called us toxic? So instead of resorting to toxic as a blanket label, we should focus on addressing specific behaviors or issues. Communicating our concerns in a non-judgmental and empathetic manner can foster healing and reconciliation, paving the way for repairing relationships and moving forward together. You know, it is our responsibility to understand our triggers and why someone else's actions affect us as they do. This is not to say that everything that someone else does is forgivable, but this is an invitation to delve within and gain a deeper understanding of ourselves. Moreover, it can be an opportunity to establish appropriate boundaries. As I wrote in an article titled, Stop Ghosting, Start Having Hard Conversations, being responsible for our needs and desires in a dynamic is very, 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 very important. Boundaries need to be revisited, personal needs should be communicated, and healthy, respectful expressions are fundamental to the very success of a relationship or dynamic. If this is overlooked within the self, then we continue to meet others who will only reflect what we are not honoring and acknowledging within ourselves. In other words, having hard conversations, as uncomfortable as they can be, can let someone know what they're doing or not doing is negatively affecting the dynamic, which 
may also affect future relationships and dynamics. In conclusion, the overuse of the term toxic impedes constructive communication and personal growth. While it is essential to recognize and address harmful behaviors in our lives, the careless usage of this label perpetuates negativity, obstructs understanding, and creates barriers between individuals. Emphasizing empathy, understanding, and constructive dialogue allows us to navigate challenging situations with grace and compassion. By carefully choosing our words and promoting open communication, we foster healthier relationships and nurture positive transformation in our communities. I think I'm going to wrap up this episode here. Thank you so, so much for sharing space with me today. I value your presence more than you know, especially as y'all are making this podcast grow and it just, it literally means the world to me. So if this has been impactful for you or it's given you a new perspective, or maybe there's someone you care about who you think this could be helpful, please, please, please share it with your loved one, your friend, your partner, whoever you think might enjoy it. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, please rate my podcast or give me some feedback on the episode. I would greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, I'll see you all next Friday.